0: Hey, this is Louisiana Sister Squad podcast, where we bring you real information to enhance your Truther lifestyle. I'm Katie. And I'm Tammy.
1: Welcome Welcome to to the the show. show.
0: Today, we're joined by Nikki, also known as Real Talk Nikki, on Instagram and YouTube. She makes content about current events, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about today, along with political climate and life in California. Welcome to the show, Nikki.
2: I'm Nikki. I'm just a mom, uh, upset with everything, so I tend to give my views, very strong views, on current events. I do not like the direction of our nation. And I do feel that if we want to change, we're actually going to have to change things. Every generation, it seems like we're just getting worse and worse. So things need to change and ASAP, because I refuse for my children to pay for our mistakes.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very relatable um perspective. Every inch they take, you know, another mile is coming. And so it can be very Uh, difficult to deal with, especially from being the perspective of a mom and thinking about what kind of future your kids will have. What do you think is right now the most immediate, most important change that we should be paying attention to?
2: For me, it's Congress, the
0: policies. I don't
2: care if it's Democrat or Republican. We need to look at the legislation that's being passed. We also need to start looking at what's going on globally. I know a lot of people only tend to pay attention to what's going on locally or here, but um, Australia is making moves that will mirror what is going to happen here eventually, what they're trying to establish already. They started to implement like a social credit system. Nobody's paying attention to it and they're not understanding you know, the path that we're on
1: You're absolutely correct. And, um, we see a lot of that news on telegram because it's uncensored. So with that, have you seen that they were supposed to do a trial with that in New York?
2: No, the only thing I'm up on as far as what they're doing, as far as the trial is the robot, but as far as, um, the social credit system in New York, no, I have not. A robot is gonna take care of, uh, I think it's traffic court. They're going to act as an attorney um, in a traffic court case. What? I guess it does have a lot to do with where I live, my perception on everything. And then just being online with a lot of people. Like I'm with Blanche, like in, in the black community they're just stuck on stupid in my opinion. And I I mean, I love my people, I love everybody, but it just gets to a point where it's like, it's in your face. For me, the last three years has truly been a wake up call for a lot of people. Well, it should have been, because I mean, they're just upfront disrespectful now. They're just doing it in your face. And I don't believe that both, and like Katie, I saw your post last night you said that um, we need to pay attention to the local government. And for people like you in, in red states or purple states, you guys could do that because you still have a fighting chance. You see what happened to Katie? What they did to Carrie was unimaginable and just shows you that we do not have In certain states, we don't have the opportunity or the chance to fight on our local level or because people the majority of the voters allowed it to get so messed up. Voting is just not going to help it. And I'm sorry, we need to actually make a game plan. Like we need to 1775 this mess, like our founders is rolling over in their graves. I'm sorry, I'm just very, very upset and sad about everything that's going on because I understand and I know what we're leaving for our children and it's just not fair to them. It's not fair at all.
0: I definitely agree. So when I say to be involved in a local level, I've met a lot of like really great people um like Scott Pressler he really shows you how to um get involved in a local level um he's got some really great connections and great platforms for trying to build up um like voter registration and stuff like that I've also met people um that really want to make a change within their community um so we've gone over certain topics like um you know how these these businesses and things like that, they get together and they lobby against, you know, the government for things to happen. Um, and that's, you know, very money money driven and stuff like that is that um, we have the same right, rights as citizens to petition and to lobby, um, you know, our elected officials. And the thing is, is when you really, when you get a group of people, you truly only need a group of 50. And hopefully that group of 50 will continue to grow. And they could be 50 people, one person from every state. The thing is, is you have to have everybody contributing to push the same message. Like um, one week, everybody sends um, a written letter about whatever topic to, like, let's say, Louisiana. Then they also will follow up with an email. So now they've just been bumped. You know, they got hit with 50 letters, 50 emails, and then you go to the next, um, state or next a lo- local official like the next week, and so it's something that you're continuously working on. When you send a written letter, you know as a statement from a citizen, they actually cannot ignore it. And so, if you have 50 letters saying the same thing, that's something that has to be considered. And if you tell them in that letter that they need to reach out to you, they're like supposed to be legally obligated for either that uh, that politician. Or um, someone from their office to actually reach back out to you um, on the matter. So um, I do think it's important, um, and I know that some people will say that will never work or whatever. But the the alternative is is doing you know is not doing anything or just like speaking my piece you know online or with the podcast and stuff like that. I can I definitely believe in trying to utilize my time to be most effective, and if I can contribute with forty nine other people um you know in my opinion i think it's worth it um like doing block parties and things like that in the springtime so i think that the messaging of the left is really strong when it comes to their propaganda of like there's (laughs) let's use air quotes the family friendly drag shows and people are coming out to that i don't find that there is um you know there's people that go and protest those things but i don't feel like there is an alternative for, um, for family entertainment that would be wholesome and something that we approve of. Um, so I know that there's a lot of people that have already started planning um, spring and summer block parties um, to bring out certain things for like the kids, um, whether it be like a petting zoo, a bouncy house, having their neighbors contribute like potluck, Having food delivered and things like that, um, because once you really get a sense of who people are, you again can start to work on eliminating that divide, and you know hopefully more people will start seeing you know on a middle ground that there is something uh, more wholesome and more obtainable into those community values. If we keep staying centered inside of our home and never reach out to even the person next door or down the street um you know we're really doing ourselves a disservice and so if we want to see a change you know in our own home to our own community and that's really going to you have to be involved with plans of action like that so um all of those things said um i mean do you feel like you agree you disagree that's something you would be involved in or no
2: i would honestly but i have to live in like that type of community or state to do that in um california in my opinion especially la is too far gone uh everybody's with the agenda because the the free stuff so i mean you know you could buy stupidity apparently
0: yeah that's i mean that's really terrible i hope that um, in the very near future, you can at least be moving along to a community that is um, something to where it's not totally destroyed. Because it has to be, that has to be heartbreaking. Um, you know, I don't know that LA was ever a super wonderful place, but I know that um, you know years ago I liked to visit there. I, they had so many things going on, and it's just absolutely terrible um, the condition that it's in now. Like you cannot pay me to go to California.
2: It was the captain of the police department? He said in 2020 for people to not come here because they're not. It's not safe. He can't even guarantee our safety, so he can't guarantee your safety either. So yeah, it's it's a, it's madness here. It's it's the prequel to the purge, in my opinion. I understand i not because while
1: Louisiana is essentially a red conservative state, New Orleans, the city is not. And we have a Marxist mayor running the show over there. Um, and it's, she's up for recall right now as well. And the murder rate is higher than it's been in years and years and years. And it's number one in the United States. And if you look at like the population in LA versus New Orleans, Lincoln swallow New Orleans five times. Mardi Gras is right around the corner and our city like lives off of tourism and food. I almost am like scared for Mardi Gras to roll around, you know, because a lot of people that aren't on the up and up of like exactly what's happening here, of like the armed robberies, the carjackings, the break-ins and all this stuff. I, I feel bad for the tourists. I won't, I'm just like my sister
2: with California, you can't pay me to go in New Orleans right now. I, and that's a shame, like, um, I've never been to Louisiana. I've always wanted to go, and I always wanted to go to Mardi Gras. But it is, it is sad that, you know, our states and certain cities in our states are known for, all these beautiful events and beautiful experience, but now you as the resident of the state can't even enjoy it. Like, and nobody is seeing this, nobody's paying attention or it's like, oh, there's nothing we could do. No, there is something you could do, but you're just choosing to ignore it. So, okay, it's gonna get worse. This is
1: not like a black and white issue as far as our government is concerned. Like this woman has come here from California to destroy our city and I'm it's just terrible and people down in New Orleans call her Latoya the destroyer
0: <laughs> and I mean she's definitely not the first mayor we've consecutively had um mayors of New Orleans when they finally finish their term they go to jail or you know get prosecuted in some way
1: yeah and then she had some stuff going on with like the FBI and all this stuff but it's just like just like anything else uh, political on the left, it just kind of gets swept under the rug. It's just like unbelievable, like how much money she stole, and she's done like tax evasion and, and all this stuff. And then she gets on local channels and acts like, oh, yeah, the city's in, in great shape, just kind of like Joe Biden does with America.
0: She is so defensive, like she is so rude when she speaks, like you really should follow her, Nikki. Um, I know that you would really have um a great time in these comments because um much like the much like the shade room you get to see like people's true colors really come out like the comments are just so like i really they're ghetto they're ghetto, they, they're ghetto but they just really are so black and white like people making like logical statements like we really should do something about this and they're like i don't ever see you criticize uh the white uh leaders and blah, blah blah and stuff like that and so like it's just really it's wild it's like if the ghetto was on the internet it's there 100 <laughs> percent.
1: and i mean if they wanted to elect another black mayor good for them as long as it's somebody that's doing something great for the city who cares what their skin color exactly. is exactly it's just you know but Once again, that all leads back to the programming.
0: One hundred and ten
2: percent. That game is identity politics. It it has been for years. I I will admit, like. I voted for Obama, not only because he was the first black president, but I loved what he was saying. Um, So you loved his conservative talking points. Yes, he was for closing Gitmo, bringing the troops home, like he was for all of this. And I'm like, okay, I see you, I see you, Obama. Yeah, he lied, and I am so mad. I did not learn about Ron Paul in enough time because I would have just voted for Ron Paul. Like in, and I did vote for Ron Paul in 2012. That's why um, I'm registered as a Republican because in order to see him on um, the ballot for the general election, I or, no, the primaries, I had to vote for him. I was happy with the things that Obama was saying, not had nothing to do with him being from Africa or them considering him the first black president. He didn't even consider himself the first black president, but okay, people need to understand like that, especially my people, that's how they get you is with this whole identity. Oh, we got to make history. Let's have the first Black woman as VP. Let's have the first Black mayor. Let's have the first Black Supreme Court. Who gives a fuck? What What are they doing? What is their agenda? I'm so sorry for cursing on your podcast.
0: I am really it's sorry. okay. It's OK. We curse all the time. It's fine. With you, it's it needs to be about the quality of the person, what they're capable of, what they can do, and being America first. There are people that are just still so enthralled with the propaganda. Um, I've, I've even been told to my face that, um, what was the comment is that we should drain, if we have to drain the federal reserve to help Ukraine, then that's what we should do.
2: Huh. Excuse
0: me. Yes. <laughs> what? because okay. We cannot. We cannot allow Russia to take over. So if that means draining the Federal Reserve, then that's what we need to do. I'm a person that I pay taxes. And if I need to pay more taxes to make sure that Russia doesn't take over Ukraine, then that's what I will do. Why would you respond to a person that told do that? I don't have
2: any nice words. So just, just give me a minute okay i've never experienced slavery okay but i i hear that it wasn't nice okay so imagine leaving that for your future because that is pretty much the path that we're on we are literally literally selling our children into bondage and guess what slavery this time does not matter it does not care about the color of your skin um everything is like For me it's like in a science experiment okay they had to start with the black folks first just to see what they could get away with who would allow it how would they allow it how would they react okay it worked then they did it with uh white folks they did it with asian folks they they did it with everybody and now it's all of us and now they're going to they're trying to enslave our future i just don't understand what people do not see. Like we cannot keep on creating more debt. Who's, who's responsible for this? It's us, the taxpayers, not the rich folks. Like, yeah, even Cardi B is talking about inflation. Ooh, but she, she could survive inflation. She's even said, what about the people that don't have a herd? Yes, we are peasants. People need to understand that. Okay. We do not have billions of dollars. We cannot afford to take on more debt. And you can't really drain the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve just prints money. So this money is just fake. So they could continue running the printing press, but it's us that's going to deal with the consequences. And are they really even paying attention to what's going on in Russia and Ukraine?
0: Uh, So. That was was my point, Um, so uh, my sister compliments me on on having the ability to maintain these ridiculous conversations without absolutely losing my mind. Because I can't. Because she can't. Because a lot of people can't, because it's upsetting, but I really, I really try to get my point across without being overly emotional, especially when being faced with a comment like that, that I just feel is so uh, ridiculous. And very clear points to that is if if nothing else, which which I know, I have a whole different um idea of, of what is happening with the Ukraine. I think, you know, this is cover up, this is money laundering, um, this is uh, you know, these people getting paid hush money, um human trafficking for, yeah, to keep the human trafficking um, and Joe Biden's corruption under control and stuff like that. And we see a perfect example of that um with the JP Morgan case in the virgin islands which i will go right back to that so um at the very least when you when people make comments like this it's okay well i'm i'm going to try to understand that you love ukraine that much or that you hate russia that much but at the very least would you at least stand on the side of having accountability this money is going there and there's no accountability for it and in a, in a conversation with somebody that's that far gone, I know that I'm not going to make any um, any really points of, of change for it because they're just, their their brain is just overcome by propaganda. So that even if you, um, you know, believe that that's the right thing to do, if you're still under the impression because of the indoctrination that we've had to go through in school about Russia's the enemy, Russia's the enemy, so on and so forth, like I don't really care about Russia or Ukraine I care about America and right now America is in fucking shambles how are we continuing to be the most um the most heavy hitter paying for for everybody else like the amount of money that was sent out if even a quarter of that money was dispersed um amongst um you know Americans or made improvements in our towns our cities um, to our government to follow uh, you know investigations to look into the criminal system like all of these things even a fraction of that money could be making a huge impact at home and we could become a more stable independent country but right now we are flooded with political leaders that don't give two shits about us, and something has got to change um i wanted to quickly touch on the jp morgan chase uh lawsuit that the attorney general of the virgin islands um brought against them because it would have been clear um from jp morgan chase that uh you know the money laundering uh, the human trafficking and stuff like that they should have had red flags uh come up on epstein's um you know account and the other accounts that's tied to it well what uh, you know that story broke and then the story broke about her getting fired the story that got missed is that joe biden over the between the time that it was announced and um the time that she was fired or that person was i think it was a girl if i'm not mistaken um that attorney was fired um joe biden went on vacation there We saw him do the same thing when he went to Ukraine and then got Hunter Biden on the board and fired their attorney general and started playing politics in another country. When you politic for the United States, you should not also be politicking um, in other countries. If you do, that's a clear sign of corruption. Again, speaking to people on different wavelengths for what you know and what you don't know, this is the very basis for your, your need to understanding how the political game is working. And so, man, again, I don't know what more uh, we could do to push for the American people to really push back and and hold these people accountable. Because right now, like I said, it's just a flipping nightmare.
2: Everybody just need to be Republican and then they'll hold them accountable. Everybody just need to be Republican. All these politicians just need to come out and say that they're Republicans and then they'll start holding them accountable. Because that's the only party that seems to get held responsible held accountable and it's funny because even conservatives hold republican politicians accountable so if we're holding the party that we back accountable why can't you hold the party that you support you marching for screaming for hold them accountable it's fine you turn a blind eye so that's a really good
1: perspective to have on that that makes sense because it's true
0: so there's been a lot of talk about the uniparty that's in the government, that they're really there, these people are not really on two different sides, right? Um, and then there's been a lot of talk about uh the third party coming from the American people. Um, and there's a lot of like back and forth on what's the party gonna be called and and all of these things. Um, I think you know they had the maga which is you know uh, make america great the american first agenda and stuff like that which i think that's a big movement but i feel like that same group of people and people that are tired of being in the middle would have a better um would have a better understanding of becoming um a constitutionalist um and i think that even if we had a small group of constitutionalists that were networked that that could possibly bring a lot of change because then you have people that are involved with knowing constitutional rights, sharing that information, and constitution is what all politicians should be held, lot li- you know, liable to. You should not be operating outside of the constitution, and if you are, you should you know suffer the consequences for that. Um, and I think that there are actually um, a lot of big players that would potentially be part of this party. I've been, like I said, in Twitter spaces, hearing a lot of people that are like, you know, attorneys that are that are tired of like the political games. They know the laws and stuff like that, but then they're also constitutional lawyers um, and, and can really provide a lot of information like that. As well as we know, uh, Dave Robertson, he does constitution. I've also met people that are similar to him um, in those spaces. And then Lynn Piper Lomas is a constitutional conservative. Um, so I think that if we have that party with these more high, you know, these people are, I'll call them of a higher statute because I'm not, a, I'm not an attorney. I don't, I don't know necessarily the law, but I know the constitution and if I'm involved with people that can really teach that um, maybe that that's something that could spread, even if it's small. I think that could be potentially something that's impactful.
1: I think that's a good idea. And also people that um, say they are not political and they don't want to talk about it, people that are independent and people like me that know they're both corrupt. That's you know that's a that's a perfect catch all for you. Catch all, yeah. Cause I always say, you know, I just want to live like the Constitution and God intended.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's it. And I identify as American because this is where I was born.
2: <laughs> it's that simple. It's not even hard. But a lot of people um, don't know their constitution, and i realized this over the years, and I was very shocked by that. There are some people that do not like their constitution.
0: Doesn't like the constitution,
1: old and outdated, and this and that. Uh, but that's who have no idea what it is,
0: what it means, or anything like that. Would those people be the same ones that identify as like you know left, liberal, Democrat,
1: and cats? Yeah.
0: yeah, and cats, right? Pretty much, pretty much.
2: Yeah, I know a lot of people in um, the Black community, they don't like it um, because of the Three-Fifths Clause. Um, And if you read the Three-Fifths Clause, you will understand it. Me being considered a Black person, I respect the Three-Fifths Clause. I feel if we implemented the Three-Fifths Clause and still had it around, maybe Joe Biden would be president, I'm just saying. I'm just going to say the three-fifths clause was to prevent the slave states that wanted to keep their slaves slaves. They didn't want to give them too much power. It's like, okay, you don't want your slaves to vote, but you want them to be counted. That doesn't make sense. So, okay, we're only going to count them three-fifths of a person. Since you want to keep them slaves, we're just going to consider them three-fifths, so you don't get a full vote a full vote yeah uh, excuse me a full voice and i respect that and i understand that because it's not fair for you to use the people as a voice but you don't want to give them a voice that makes no sense that's why i feel that a lot of people need to read their constitution study it they need to read both the the united states constitution as well as their state constitution a lot of people don't even know that we have a state constitution Yes, every state has their own state constitution. I have my state constitution. I need to get another one because we just said that we'll protect abortion in our constitution. So yes, I need to give me a new copy now. But I really feel that people should just read their constitution. If they read their constitution, then trust they will want everybody in Congress and even Joe Biden out of office if they just read the little book.
0: Like Blanche always says, read or die. You know, but you look at um like social media influence and stuff like that. You that's a real opportunity to teach people too. Um by doing like a few little tricks. You could do like these little dance moves and have like little snippets of the constitution coming up.
2: I'm not for
0: dancing on the internet, but if I'm teaching something, I might give it a little shimmy. You
2: know, this is gonna be an interesting year. I I just cannot wait to see what this year brings
0: us. We got McCarthy as speaker. I I don't really know a ton about him. I know the part about him being part of the World Economic Forum. Um, He's just Nancy Pelosi, just a male version of her.
2: It's like we're tired of the same uh, go along. I would have even, Um, Byron Donalds, I, I didn't mind him. I thought he was a good contender. Um, Jim Jordan, I wouldn't have minded him even chip Roy. I wouldn't have minded him. But McCarthy is like, it's the same, same old, same old, the same get along to go along. There's not going to be any new changes. And everybody that was upset and irritated by the votes lasting all week. I'm like, good. They're not spending. Okay, so let's let's look on the bright side. Somebody even tried to say that Nancy Pelosi, it was some liberal page, and they tried to say that Nancy Pelosi won nine consecutive votes on the first round. I'm like, are we sure? I'm like, because I know the last three times she was Speaker, she just walked up in there. There was no vote. She just walked in there. So I don't know. I do know that, yes, uh, this whole week-long vote, I do appreciate it. I would like them to do that all the time for every bill. You need to take a week. You need to take a while to vote on it. You need to read what you're voting on. You can't just sign off and like, oh, here we go. Like, no, cause I'm getting tired of the spending.
0: Yeah. Five. Perpetuating the American debt. That's a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Isn't it amazing that we'll sign that a, a bill that's like 5,000 pages thick within hours, but the voting, takes a long time. It's cuz they're on camera and they want everybody to look at them and prop them up like celebrities and it's an opportunity for propaganda, political
0: theater 100%. Absolutely. You know, I was glad to see some people like folding out. I was really hoping um they would push through and Trump would get um speaker of the house cuz I thought that would have been amazing. Well, a couple of things is, according to the Constitution, is we do have the right to overthrow a tyrannical government, and we are at that point. Um, And so I, you know, always want to be clear that I, you know, don't want a violent approach or anything like that. But we do have every right to form a militia against a tyrannical government, and we have arrived. Your destination's on the left. Um, but what is important to note about January 6th is we did an interview with Derek Evans, and he was the only um, congressperson, a member of the House of West Virginia, and he was present at the Capitol on January 6th. And we, um, he's beat his court case and, you know, got off um, after everything. He's ended with probation. I learned so much from that, like uh, from that interview, and then also being in other Twitter spaces with January 6 6ers. Um, them telling their story. I mean, we still have people that are sitting in solitary confinement that have not been brought to trial yet Two two years later. And while I don't believe that every person, you know, involved or that has been um, put in jail is innocent. Like, I am sure there are people that, you know, caused harm and so on and so forth. But in the grand scheme of things, um, this was an orchestrated attack. I do believe the FBI, the CIA, Nancy Pelosi, that team, especially Reyes, they were all involved. This was a coordinated attack um, specifically on Trump and the American people. Um, those doors were allowed, you know, were open and unlocked and these people were ushered in. Um, at no point is there video evidence of guards, Capitol Police or the Metro Police saying get out do not come inside turn around there's there's absolutely no video footage of that on top of that is they are withholding hours upon hours of video footage that could be exonerating um the people that were involved with january 6. um i say all of that to say that the amount of of propaganda that's surrounded January 6th, I think a a big push for that was to not only um, make it to where, you know, Trump is in some way, shape or form responsible, but also to scare the American people, um, patriotic people from standing up. And that's that's very concerning. I look at January 6th, I look at what they did to Alex Jones, um, even though like, okay, he's Alex Jones, whatever, but still, whether that be propaganda or not, which I believe it is, is to scare people from speaking out against you know this this tyranny what i find that um you know looking into like twitter files and things like that 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 exposed what we knew all along but it is solidifying and it's important that the information is out there even though there's a lot of people that go oh we already knew that was happening it's solidifying and then putting the information out there is helping to wake up other people as to what has really been going on because people, you know, there's doesn't matter if you're on day one or year 100 of your journey of of kind of waking up to the propaganda and seeing things for what they really are. It's important that the corruption is exposed 100%. I totally agree with that. It is. It is good to see.
2: You gave me a new perspective. Cause I'd be so mean on these on these sheep. I'd be mad that like, they don't see it. See, talking to you guys, I'm I'm giving them a chance now. See, yeah, they they getting a chance because of you guys. because yeah, I was done. I was done. You see, I ain't been posting nothing. I was done with these people. Cause, ugh. but no, that that is um a very interesting take. Okay, Katie, I see you. I see you. I'll be nicer now.
0: It takes. Um, I mean, you don't necessarily have to be nicer, but it does take people that know the truth, because we all have a different um, perspective in presenting the truth. It does take all of us continuously doing that because what doesn't resonate, um, like if I post something, it doesn't resonate with someone um, for whatever reason, you could be posting something and it could uh, resonate. You could be saying the same thing, but because you are saying it in your own way, your voice does matter. Your voice does matter. And yes, it gets frustrating, constantly combating these people that, say things like, I want to pay more taxes to help Ukraine. Some some conversations we just have to walk away from, okay? But um, there's a lot of people, and especially, oh, I do want to bring light to the people that have been, um, that were really brainwashed over over the jab, that were victims of propaganda, um, that that just were just oblivious to the truth or whether they knew or not, Um, the the amount of injuries that are coming out, and then how these um, jab injured people are being treated by the people that were supposedly on their side. They're being ignored, they're being shut up, um, and they've really woken up. I've made a lot of new friends that have just recently walked away from the left. So they're in the middle right now, which is why I'm pushing a little bit more for um, the constitutional you know, aspect of it, because I think that this is something that could really rally people around too. again, and you're not going to go from left, far left, to being, you know, right. You're not going to be a Republican and you probably won't even be a, you know, conservative Republican. So I think the constitution movement is is really where uh, we need to be, where I would like to be. Um, Instead of identifying as right or left. I just, I'm a party of accountability. I want anybody that can have spend any one of our dollars to be held accountable to the fullest extent.
2: No, and I totally agree. And I think the reason why people don't take accountability for anything is because our politicians don't. Democrats want to blame Republicans, Republicans want to bring, blame Democrats. Like nobody's taking accountability for the mess that we're in. Like we're all accountable for this. We all played a part. Every last one of us from the voters to the politicians, we've all played a part. So let's take accountability for that and move forward so we can fix what we want. But I just look at it like this. Like the governments like the parents were the children. So the the parents are supposed to lead the child. They're supposed to teach the child how to act, how you know, what to do and all that. So if they're not doing their job, then you have to understand why the child is not gonna do their job because they see that their parents doesn't have to do it. But I'm all for, like you said, getting back to the constitution because that's where it began, that's where it is. And even uh, Franklin said it, like, we gave you a republic. And if you read your constitution and you know what the word republic means, you understand that you are free to make your own decisions. There's going to be consequences. You're gonna have to deal with the consequences, of course, but you need to take accountability for your actions.
1: I definitely agree with that. And, you know, if you look at children, terrible parents and terrible children i'm always like it's not the kids fault you know they're a product of their environment you're definitely right that's that's really a good analogy i appreciate that
0: what do you think about the democrats calling byron donald a prop for the republican party
2: is that not kamala was that not obama was that not uh is that not Kareem? Is that not um, Jeffries? Is that not all of their little puppets that they put in front of us? They have, like, okay, you guys just told me that the mayor of New Orleans is a black woman. Now me, I, I'm. this is just my opinion, okay? But it's amazing to me that all of the cities that black women happen to be mayors of is going to shit. I don't know. Like, it's just me. I'm, I'm looking at it and it's sad as a, you know, coming, looking at it as a black woman, knowing that we're supposed to be making all these, uh, historical strides. And in the end, history would not speak well of us because of what we are allowing the system to use us for. Everybody wants to say that Republicans are racist or they're white supremacy. Okay. But if you actually look at what is going on, all the black women that are being held up as puppets, they're being used by white supremacy to destroy their people. So it's just frustrating.
1: Okay, so Laverne Spicer, I connected with her through a friend of mine's show on Telegram. She is a black woman in Miami and she is making moves. She would make every conservative, Republican, on the fence, independent, Black woman, very, very proud. Um, And I can't understand for the life of me, like a person like Latoya that is running New Orleans into the ground. And so, but there's Laverne Spicer. She's making moves. She helps homeless people. She's helped people um, go through hurricane damage in, in Miami, fighting the political fight And she talks just like me and you. She doesn't sugarcoat shit. She's awesome. But on her Twitter, they just like Blanchard, you know, you're a sellout, you're a house Negro, like all those derogatory comments. That's what comes from them. My point is, on one hand, it's great because it's a Black leader. And then when you have a Black leader doing great things, they're Uncle Tom, according to them why
2: Why is that? Because she's a Republican. We are not allowed to be Republicans. We are not allowed to be anything other than a Democrat. And I mainly think it uh, has a lot to do with the fact that the, um, the Democrats um, wrote this, gave us the civil rights, gave us the right to vote. But if people actually look at history, um, all they did was included Black women in the ability to vote, and they gave back Black men their right to vote. Black men were able to vote. It's just Democrats that implemented uh, the Jim Crow laws in the South and then on a federal level. And people don't know that. People refuse to look into it. So we're not supposed to be republicans we're supposed to be democrats we're supposed to demand everything from democrats and democrats just love us so yeah so they
1: they gave you the right to vote
0: to vote them to keep you down it's a it's like a loyalty thing that's why anybody that switches sides gets called a sellout because you're, you're supposed to have some kind of pay homage to something that happened many many years ago But that's the only thing, because when it comes to the Bible, that was so long ago, that's outdated. It was written by a man, like dogs can write books. And then um, the the civil rights movement, the constitution, constitution's outdated. That was written by people that didn't do X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. So we can throw that out. The real purpose of this propaganda is to keep black people from knowing their rights and from reading. If you don't read, you're going to die pretty much.
2: Malcolm even said, if you want to hide something from a Negro, put it in a book. So, I mean, it's just, it's a sad truth, but it's the truth. And they use my people to get other people to co-sign. Like, uh, it's just ridiculous.
0: So my dad has told me some stories because he was, um, you know, down here in New Orleans when, um, you know, they started doing like the segregation like trying to do i don't know what's the reverse of segregation
1: integration Integration,
0: right i was gonna say anti-segregation that's not right so my dad was here when they started doing um integration so you know they were just mixing kind of like on their own and he said it was not problematic he said things became problematic when people um came from uh up north when they came down here and started the drama the democrats came um to start the drama and push and he said that there was a lot of things that came out um when you looked at um like the kkk and things like that he was like uh, he, he believes that that was all just political basically like propaganda and meant to propel hate um to really start that so even he said you know and i asked him i said did you recognize that in the time he is like i really wasn't sure what to think but I knew that this wasn't the same, like the everything that was happening wasn't the same people that had been here. So um, the only thing I could come up with was that these were people that came down essentially like Antifa um, to to infiltrate and to cause chaos to make, um, you know, people's lives a living hell. And he said, but coming out of it, um, he realized that, you know, a lot of that was was a setup. And, you know, as time has progressed as right. well.
1: And my boss is 75 years old, and he says the same thing. And he said that the civil rights movement is when the Marxists infiltrated America, America, American politics, and the whole nine yards. So what we're not, what we're seeing, is not necessarily left and right. It's a constitutional republic versus Marxism. Yeah, I agree. Um, Pretty
2: much. Um, I'm not so much, uh, for force, uh, integration. Uh, I don't believe that we should have had it. Um, I do believe that you should just allow people to mix and mingle on their own, um, especially because of what I see right now, like people want to go back and be separated. It's like, okay, so what's that going to do? Well, how's that going to help anything? Um. I, but I totally agree that, you know, the whole Marxism did start around, uh, the civil rights generation, but I mean, all this has been in the cards been planned since America wanted to get, gain their freedom for Britain. Like everything that we're seeing right now, everything that's going on is always been like the agenda. So
0: we're just playing catch up. You know, I've heard that proposed. I think it's a little bit different coming from American perspective. So I don't have to carry this label of black or white. You know, I just try to be firstly Christian and then American. And so I definitely find my people that way because I know that we come in all, in all shades. And I don't believe that. Um, Christ had this grand plan for us to be so focused on the flesh. He actually sets to die to your flesh every day. So I don't believe that color, um, matters. I think having respect for people's, you know, lifestyle culture, things that they think important heritage, you want to continue to celebrate, um, you know, from your past, whether it's your grandmother, great grandmother, or. You know, hundreds of years before that. I think all of that is great. Um, and you do have a right to do that. That's part of being a free person. And so, you know, having all of these little sub lines to, to separate people is kind of crazy when we should just really have more respect for individuality and respect each other's right to be free and not try to control everyone else's um, thoughts. I definitely agree with a lot of what you said. If if you look um, in, the, in the past, you know, at the black community, how they were um, successful right after slavery. Um, and a lot of uh, the information that I'm referring to has come out of um, watching Uncle Tom 2 with Chad Jackson. I think that movie is important for everyone to see. I think it should be played in middle school and high school for all students. Any child eight years or old, older should be allowed to watch that. No, I think that it exposed the Marxist agenda. There were some great speakers in there and I do recommend everyone um, see it. Over the age of eight, you should watch it. Hi, I'm Jill Hines, co-director of Health Freedom Louisiana, a consumer and human rights advocacy organization. We fight for your right to say no to an unwanted medical intervention. And we'd like for you to fight with us. Find us at healthfreedomla.org and sign up for our Substack and let's be in touch. Hey, we hope
1: you're enjoying the show. Do you have a question for our podcast guest? We got you covered. Your opportunity to speak directly with our podcast guest awaits. Join us on the uncensored platform, Telegram. Link in bio. Now back to the show. If you had one minute
2: to speak to the entire world, what would you say? Stop trusting your government and start trusting your neighbors more. (laughs) And get out of the dollar. Yes, get out of the dollar. Start preparing financially for yourself. Get into physical gold and silver. So so get out the system. That's my best advice to give to these people.
0: Before you go, Hit follow and share with a friend. Wake up to a new episode of Louisiana Sister Squad podcast every Tuesday.